Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. The Westwood One Podcast Network presents The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Well, like most days, I woke up, I uh, look at the news, and I say to myself, if you were to put five monkeys inside of a cage with a recorder and three parrots... And you took the lexicon of words that are being used in talk radio today. Barr, Steele, Russia, Mueller, dossier. Comey impeachment, witch hunt obstruction. Fake news, Pelosi, AOC, Omar, CNN. (coughs) Socialism, Marxism, climate and Green New Deal. With a few new words such as Nadler. I would say that those monkeys could do a three-hour talk show uh, for two straight years. Because you don't need more words than these. You don't need more of a vocabulary than these. These are trigger words for you, not for them. And as a result, there's nothing to talk about because most of you have been so beaten up by the parrots, the cartel parrots, who are, in essence are driving everybody insane with it. I don't know anyone who listens to it anymore. I know people who were talk show addicts who will not listen to talk radio anymore because they don't want to hear any more about Russia collusion, Mueller, Trump. Dossier, Comey, impeachment, witch hunt, obstruction, fake news, Pelosi. No one wants to listen to it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to ask you a question instead, since I'm not a parrot nor a monkey. To you, what is the most important subjects in the world right now in America? I mean, I can name five that you won't hear because the derivative talk show hosts, the derivative talk show hosts can only do what they are told to do. And that is, use these trigger words over and over again, permutations and combinations, look that one up, of the same words. It's a small lexicon, a small vocabulary of words, 
But if you were to put them into a computer, as I said, if you were a smart monkey and could put these words into a computer, the computer could do three hours of radio for, for two straight years every day and make it sound as though it's original. This is, you know, there's a certain genius in that when you think about it. There is a level of genius in that. And to, then to think that there are people who listen to it, that's even more miraculous. Now, there are other things to talk about. You, the listener of the Savage Nation, which is a unique audience of independents, not Republicans necessarily, maybe even a few crossover liberals who are bored to death with the other side's lexicon of insanity. Uh, and uh, today is also the National Day of Prayer. Oh, yeah. National Day of Prayer. I was happy to see the president used two of the three words in the title of my book, God, Faith, and Reason, without crediting me. Thank you, Mr. Trump. Trump credits faith in God to help him through witch hunts. Now, I didn't create faith in God as words, but it is the title of God, Faith, and Reason, and he was personally given a copy. But okay, as Lao Tzu said, thousands of years ago, before there was dim sum, Lao Tzu said it does not matter who uses your ideas as long as your ideas are used. Well, that was that was before ratings and intellectual co- intellectual copyrights. That was before the cutthroat world of failed lawyers who got lucky and went into radio and started to debase you every way they could behind the scenes with fake Twitter uh, handles, legal maneuvers, and that nature. See, Lao Tzu wouldn't be the same Lao Tzu today. But you know, this is all preordained because I quote Jeremiah in God. Since it's the National Day of Prayer, I'm going to invite you to listen to some of the things that I wrote. And one of the things I did that was very clever was on opposite pages to what I wrote, I quoted the Old Testament in order to get you. It was a trick. It was a trick book to make you read the Old Testament is what it was. I tricked you into reading it. And so on one of the pages, I quote Jeremiah. He was a great prophet in his day. He would have been a talk show host, top of the heap. And he wrote this. And the word of the Lord came unto me saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I have appointed thee a prophet unto the nations. So what does that actually mean? You can figure out what it means, I'm sure, unless you want to hear about Barr, Steele, Russia, Moulier, Mueller dossier, Comey dossier, impeachment dossier, Nadler, Pelosi, fake news, persecution, we could throw in a little CNN, Omar, Marxism, Muslims, climate, Green New Deal, and AOC if you'd like. But those topics have been dropped. And have you noticed that the parrots are doing something very interesting? The derivative parrots who failed in everything except BSing the public. The derivative parrots have stopped talking about the border. Have you noticed that? Isn't it interesting how the derivative parrots in talk radio do not mention illegal immigration anymore? Why? Because they were instructed from central casting through the morning email do not mention illegal immigration, do not mention the border, do not mention anything about the border, do not mention MS-13. That topic is over. It's verboten. You can't talk about it. We highly recommend that you only say bar, steal, collusion, witch hunt, dossier, Comey. If you want to really sound intellectual, I guess you could throw in uh, something more about it like MS-13 or uh, one of the spy agencies in Britain to make it sound like you're really on the end and you really know, you know, like instead of knowing what, what iron to use in which, hole, in which hole, you actually know the depth of the subjects that you know nothing about. So I will not talk about any of it. The only topic I will talk about is the one you want to talk about, meaning anything but 
anything but what the derivative parrots are talking about. And I'm on strike because I will not have my brain destroyed by this. I cannot take it anymore. I, I just won't. If you think that my family, going back in my ancestry, survived millions of years through every possible permutation and combination of attack, for me to sit here and talk about subjects like this, you're crazy. I won't do it, and I can, actually, I can't do it. No siree, Bob. But from thence you will seek the Lord thy God, and thou shalt find him if thou search after him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Deuteronomy 4.29. What does that mean? That means that you're not Mark Zuckerberg. That means that if you think you are God or a demigod who owns a company like that, and you've made so much money that you know that you are God, you don't need God because you are God. That is, until something happens in your life and you say, oh, my God. You say, oh, my God. And suddenly you realize that your billions don't help you. Suddenly you realize that maybe God won't help you because you've abandoned God and he's not there for you anymore. You left him. He didn't leave you. He's always been there. Right? Train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22.6. You will not find that on Twitter. You will not find that on Facebook. Train up a child the way he should go. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So you look at the children of the Hollywood slime, and you see how horrible most of the children fail. Every one of them, almost without exception, every one of them that is paraded like a living doll by the reformed prostitutes, uh, usually, unfortunately, does not end up much. Well, let's put it this way. The seltzer bottle doesn't fall far from the truck. Let's leave it at that. You know, so what would you like me to talk about? I could talk about what, what Trump did today. Trump credits faith in God to help him through witch hunts, which is good. I don't know why he didn't say reason. That would have been he would have been better off if he quoted the whole title. And his speechwriter should have ripped off the whole title, not just faith in God. Then the headline would have been Trump credits faith, God, and reason to help him through witch hunts. But then it would have been too obvious that a speechwriter took the title whole and, uh, and pre-digested it and spit it out in another form. Jeremiah wrote, For of old time I have broken thy yoke and burst thy bands, and thou saidst, I will not transgress upon every high hill and under every leafy tree. Thou, thou did recline playing the harlot. That's San Francisco's uh, hills. See, the old guys knew what was happening up there in the old world, too. Same thing is happening now in the new world. For of old time I have broken your yoke and burst thy bands, and thou said, I will not transgress upon every hill and under every leafy tree. You did recline playing the harlot, said Jeremiah. He didn't like that too much. He didn't like the harlotism of ancient Israel. Jeremiah, oh, he would have been a great talk show, Jeremiah, in his day. His advertiser base would have diminished rapidly because he would have been boycotted by the 20-year-olds who, who picked the advertisers for the parrots. Because Jeremiah said things such as this, They are become as well-fed horses, lusty stallions. Everyone nayeth after his neighbor's wife. Shall I not punish for these things, said the Lord? And shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? Jeremiah wrote, They are become as well-fed horses, lusty stallions. Everyone nayeth after his neighbor's wife. Shall I not punish for these things, said the Lord, and shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? I realize this is too preachy for you. I realize it's not parrot-like enough. You, you have not heard the word bar or steel, Russia, Mueller, Dossier, Comey, witch hunt, fake news, Pelosi, Omar, Marxism, 
Notice we've dropped, as I said, all discussion of illegal aliens in the border. Central, uh, the, the central news agency of the government sent it out to the parrots in the cartel and said, do not mention the border illegal aliens anymore because we have, we've dropped the subject. In fact, we're raising more money for them than ever before. We need more of them. The Better Business Bureau is now running the government. They won. All of the idiots who don't want them here in the country are finished. And that's it. I, this is how I see the world. Meanwhile, while that's going on, while that's going on, here in San Francisco, a high school named George Washington High School may erase the mural of George Washington because it traumatizes students. I had to read that several times. Let's see. A Northern California public school district may remove a mural of George Washington from the halls of George Washington High School due to concerns that it's offensive and demeaning to Native Americans and African Americans. The controversy comes after a working group. <laughs> Whenever you hear the word working group or panel or, or study, you know, after a working group determined the mural made up of several panels, traumatizes students and community members. In 1936, the panel was painted by Victor Onatov under a panel called The Life of Washington. It was a mural at the San Francisco Unified School District campus. Onatov was a prominent Russian-American painter who created the murals as part of a Works Progress Administration project undertaken during the New Deal. But a working group of minority racists that met in recent months determined the artwork is highly problematic and should be removed from the walls of the school named George Washington High School because it offends minorities, especially, let's see, Native Americans and African Americans. Now, of course, need I add more to that statement other than we are living in times of insanity? And it's times like these that make you understand that without God, we'd all go crazy and we'd all wind up renting a suite in the Chateau Marmont and ordering as many drugs up from the streets of Sunset Boulevard as we could and end up like the vermin in Hollywood. And then we'd be in the sewer pipe of Hollywood. Was it not for faith and God? We'd have nothing. Do you understand there's nothing left in America but faith to hold on to? So what is it you want me to talk about? Because I can talk about an awful lot of subjects with great knowledge and great experience. Never forget my background prior to radio, unlike people who were disc jockeys in high school uh, football games who got very lucky bamboozling the eddies out there into thinking that they really cared about things, or people who were failed lawyers and used to listen to my show, or people who used to collect sound bites from my show and now are big deacons of talk radio, when all they ever did was listen to this show and gather sound bites for it. So believe me, I have a background prior to this disc jockeyism called talk radio. If you'd like me to sound off on any of these topics, that is what I will do, because I will not do the lexicon of paratism. I will not talk about bar or the witch hunt or steel or Russia or Mueller or dossier or Comey. I will not mention impeachment or Nadler. I will not say fake news or Pelosi. None of that is fair game on the Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. All right, we're living in crazy times. Things happen. We don't expect them. So when an emergency strikes, what's your first impulse? You say, well, I'll go to the grocery store. I'll get water and food. Well, if it ever happened that there's real chaos, you think you're going to get into that grocery store? You're liable to find empty shelves like we saw recently in Venezuela. Now, there's a way to avoid this, and it's real, and it's simple. You use today to make a plan for tomorrow, to prepare for tomorrow. A practical place to begin is storing food in your home. I have done it for years. 
I prepared and I used my Patriot Supply from my food storage. You can also do this so you're ready for earthquakes, hurricanes, long-term power outages. God knows what. But what about civil unrest in this crazy nation? How hard is it for you to figure out that you start with a four-week emergency food kit, you order a few at a special price, and you save $100 when you go to this website, preparewithsavage.com, preparewithsavage.com, preparewithsavage.com. I'm, I'm saying it over and over again because this amazing kit includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years. Preparewithsavage.com now. You know why? Because when it's breaking news, it's too late to prepare. I want you to do this now so there are no surprises. Do what I did. Preparewithsavage.com. Please get your emergency food this week from My Patriot Supply at preparewithsavage.com. And you could store it in a nice dark closet if you only have an apartment. Of course, you can put it in a basement. You can put it in a nice attic space. I keep it in a closet with photographs away from heat and light. Just go to preparewithsavage.com. You get breakfasts, lunches, dinners that last up to 25 years and then you're ready for an emergency. Power goes out, hurricanes, earthquakes, civil unrest. Please, for your sake and safety, go to preparewithsavage.com. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. God, I wish I had my 56 Chrysler with the Hemi engine. I really ha- I wish I had that car and I could drag race it today on a sunny day somewhere, but I can't. Those days. I do have the Hellcat. I think after the show, I'm going to wheel that one out of a garage I keep somewhere instead of driving those clinky old Jags, which I don't even drive anymore. I think I'm going to go get the Hellcat and break some laws somewhere. No, I won't do that, officer of the law. I will not do that. I hear they make a new Dodge. It's called the Dodge Demon, which is more stable in the rear than the Hellcat. Wider stance. Uh, drag racing tires, but what, what I needed for, I guess 730 horsepower isn't enough, right? What a beautiful car that is. What a beautiful car that is. So I want to read you something. You want to believe what kind of audience I have? I said to you, I won't talk about the regular stuff, the bar, steel, I'm sick of it, won't do it. I know you are too, meaning my audience. I, I don't say there's not an audience for it. There is. The golfer, the oxygen tank, the wall banger, they, they specialize in it. They make a fortune at this. I don't deny it. I do not deny that there's not an audience for bar. But the audience that I attract, here are the questions they want to talk about. Georgia Marin wants me to talk about deep ecology. Doug in San Fran wants me to talk about affirmative action. Tom in Reno wants me to talk about entitled people who inherit things. Jeffrey in Sacramento wants me to talk about our vaccinations healthy. A woman in Pittsburgh wants me to talk about a natural way to protect yourself against measles. Peter in Oregon wants to talk about population reduction by killing people. Nathan in Ohio wants me to talk about the anthropological discoveries that are currently being made. Certainly more interesting than Barb. But then again, who's to account for a man's taste? And never forget what Mencken wrote in the 1920s. H.L. Mencken, not heard of by the golfer, nor the wall banger, nor the oxygen tank. He never heard of Mencken. Mencken said no one ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the American people. That goes for everyone but you who listen to this show. Now, which topic do you think I want to take? Ohio, Nathan, line eight. Go ahead, please. What's your topic? Thank you, Michael. My uh, point is they make all these anthropological discoveries and it maybe makes the Drudge Report. But it doesn't get 
mainstream coverage, and they make so many. Right. So what is the biggest anthropological discovery of the week that you are thinking of? Because I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, I believe it was something they considered a ghost species that was somewhat related to the Neanderthal more than us. But they keep making all these discoveries, and it's been happening for about a year or so. Yeah, such as the fact that different people populated North America than the Native Americans prior to the Native Americans, and that was thrown out of the Smithsonian because it didn't meet the protocols of the museum. A guy who uh, wrote a mini-biography of me in 2013 sent me a review last night, Michael Savage, I Am an Enigma Within an Enigma by Stephen Travers, and he quoted me at the end of it, and he says... I'm an enigma within an enigma, says Savage, laughing. He has under layers of great seriousness, a sparkling sense of humor. I am the double Chinese fortune cookie. I am the DNA inside Rubik's Cube. I hold the key to Houdini's locker. The key to Houdini's locker. I am an enigma within an enigma. He laughs more uproariously at having found the epithets of this article. That's funny. Those are the bullet points. Now, I know that's... I, I understand it's not Mueller, and it's not it's not collusion. I get that. But I'm doing the best I can, given that I didn't go to law school, nor did I broadcast sporting events or put up wallboard. And so, despite my limitations, I will struggle along in any way that I can. So I want to read something to you from uh, the book that uh, Trump quoted two-thirds today in the National Day of Prayer. He got two of the three words. He said God and faith got him through the persecution. He should have added reason. That's the one element that seems to be missing from most of it on a daily basis. But nevertheless, maybe there is no reason. Actually, now that I think about it, he was quoting correctly. He said God and faith got him through it, not reason. I shouldn't say he didn't, uh, do, the wrong, he didn't do the wrong thing. There was no reason in getting through it. He used God. He did use God and faith, now that I think about it, not reason. So in the book God, Faith, and Reason, I say this. I say I believe in God. I'm a super rational man up to a point, but I'm also a believer. The mystical Jews say the actual writings about God are in the white space between the letters. That's a conundrum unto itself. Well, it's the blank spaces in talk radio that explain who the host is. What you don't hear in between what you do hear is what you should hear. And you can quote me on that. You can quote me on that. The photographer who took the cover picture for Teddy and Me, the book about my dog Teddy and Me, also took the picture for the cover of God, Faith, and Reason. The photo session was not going well at first. I, I, didn't, I don't like posing for pictures. I hate it, in fact. I don't like to do television. I'm a terrible author for my publisher's marketing department. I don't like to be seen. I like to be heard and read. So I said to the photographer, look, I'm not a hero. I'm simply a writer and a broadcaster. What you see is what you get. If you want a heroic pose, you'll have to hire an actor. But just before the photographer was leaving in defeat, he tried one more time to get what he wanted. It was raining outside, just drizzling. And I was sitting on the edge of a sofa with rain falling behind me. And he caught something in my eyes that reveals a different Michael Savage. Maybe it was another part of me. Maybe it was the real me, the essence of me. I'm not sure. But it's the Michael Savage I want you to see. I'm not trying to convert you to religion or sell you on religion. I just want you to feel what I've seen in these snapshots of God. I don't know of a man or a woman on earth, not even an atheist or a communist who hasn't explored this question. I would say that even the leftists who listen to my show purely to mock me afterward have at some point in their lives thought about God. It amazes me that people won't even talk about it anymore. They're afraid or ashamed to show their vulnerability to this higher power. 
They don't want to reveal that they're not all powerful themselves. Every man wants to make believe he's a macho person who controls everything. I think that's the basis of it all. The narcissism, the ego, the vanity. Why, who was it who said all is vanity? I know. Now, are faith and reason incompatible? Are they? I know some highly educated people who are very religious. And I know scoffers who say, how can you as an educated man believe in God? And I answer it. Reason leads to faith. Reason leads to faith. In fact, the greater your reasoning powers, the purer your reasoning powers, the greater your mathematical abilities, ultimately they will lead to an understanding of God. I will cite one example. Albert Einstein said the further he got out into the thought process of the universe, the more he realized there had to be a greater power that had created it all. There was no other explanation. You'll find that the higher your own reasoning power becomes, the more you'll realize that reason doesn't answer every question. Instead, it leads you to faith. And if it doesn't lead you to faith, you'll really be in trouble. It will lead you to drugs and rehab and the destruction of your soul. To me, reason and faith are twins. They aren't identical twins. They're fraternal twins. That's in God, faith, and reason, which I'm reading from today because it is the National Day of Prayer. So I'm trying to fit in with the scheme of things going on. Now let's take some callers. Interesting, I was watching a piece of a movie. I was flipping by the TV last night. Garbage. Garbage. All I can watch are documentaries. The advent of Stalin, the rise of Hitler, the fall of Hitler, the rise of Stalin, the return of Stalin, the murder, the murders by Stalin, the great hero of the socialists of the world. Do you know what Stalin did when he invaded Poland? Do you know that he executed 20,000 Polish military officers? Listen to the number that I just said. Stalin's Gestapo didn't call it Gestapo. He called it the NDKV or something like or something else. What the hell is the difference? Stalin and Hitler were evil twins. One was a fascist. The other was a socialist. At the end of the day, they're both the same. So Stalin, after they invaded Poland, the Russians rounded up all of the military officers of the Polish military and executed 20 thousand polish military officers so that when they wanted to they could then take over the country do you understand what kind of slaughter went on just in the last century do you know how many people were killed by the communist pol pot who was a very mild-mannered leader of cambodia until he went to paris to study marxism and he came back and then he had the aocs of his country they were 12, 13, 14-year-old AOCs. He gave them a name called the Khmer Rouge. And they wore rouge, red scarves on their heads. And they rounded up all of the middle-class members of the Cambodian society. And who were the middle-class counter-revolutionaries? They were anyone who wore eyeglasses, teachers, doctors, lawyers, engineers, architects. Any literate person who could read was the enemy of the AOCs of Cambodia. Worked them to death and killed them. Three million were killed in a small country. That's a microcosm example of what socialism can lead to. Make no mistake about it. We are on the cusp of something so bad in this country and in this world. I can, it's palpable. I can feel it. And I believe that is why people are going off and, and snapping and killing. I think that the nuts, the vulnerable nuts, who no longer scream in the street, no longer scream on Twitter. No longer scream by horrible emails. Go out and do horrible things. Because they're snapping from the pressure in the world. The hatred. The partisan hatred. 
the nonstop hatred disseminated by Wolf Blitzer and the others who are the most evil people. And when you think about the damage that's being done to the world, first, we had to put up with the degenerates of Hollywood for all these years. Not all. Not all. The people I know in Hollywood are great people. They're wonderful, family-oriented Christian people, by the way. They're fine people. But the 90th, 98th percentile of Hollywood are degenerate scum, the lowest on the planet. And you look at the imagery that they put out. Virtually every movie is one of violence, murder, mayhem, torture, fire, perversion, degeneracy. The sewer pipe of Hollywood disseminates and spits this filth out into the minds of mankind. And that's why the Muslims originally rose up. It had nothing to do with anything else. I repeat again, it was largely because of the social pollution coming out of the sewer pipe of Hollywood that the very, very staid Muslim world rose up. They couldn't take it. They didn't want their daughters marrying their girlfriends. They didn't want their sons marrying their boyfriends. They didn't want their religion debased and turned into a mockery by Hollywood. So they hated America for letting this happen. And that, of course, produced all of the violence that we've been dealing with. You know, you can summarize it another way and say it's, it's about territory, territorial land grabs, religious wars. All of that would be true as well. But don't omit the social war that is going on. But the fact of the matter is the pollution that comes out of Hollywood is so vile, it's hard to even understand what it has done to this world. Now, let's take that kid who shot up the University of North Carolina the other day. You haven't seen the story, have you? He refused to appear in court today with a public defender. Does anyone know why he killed those people? Does anyone know there was a heroic white boy, an athlete, who wanted to become uh, a Navy SEAL or a, or a cop who rushed that piece of sh shite who was holding the gun and shooting people? He rushed them and got killed himself and stopped others from being killed. Have you seen one picture put out by the vermin in the media showing the boy who rushed the one with the gun, the hero? No, you haven't seen any of that because it doesn't fit the protocols, the imagery rather. It doesn't fit the imagery of what a hero should be today. The hero should be, let us say, uh, oh, it's a family show, so I'm sorry I can't say. But the hero cannot be a strong white male who goes to the gym, who happens to be a Christian and a heterosexual and wanted to be a cop or a soldier. That cannot be the hero in the world of today. And that's why the world of today will not be the world of tomorrow. It will disappear unless we all stand up to the psychosis of our times. And people are cracking up from it. I'm telling you, as I, I'm as sensitive as they come to the currents and to the airs, and I know what's going on. I am telling you that people cannot take this tension, the political tension, the hatred, the division created by Wolf Blitzer and his friends there in the media. And I use him as an example. He's not the worst of them. He's amongst the worst of them. But the thing is, is that what they put out on a daily basis is poisoning America and poisoning the world. And the people can't take it anymore. When have you last seen an architect or an engineer who did something remarkable featured by the degenerate who runs CNN? When have you last seen anyone who's done anything s spectacular featured on any of these so-called news programs? Like never? Why do they never show you an American hero? Why? Because they're mental. They're sick in the head. They're sick in the head and they're poisoned. The minds that are poisoned. Let's put it this way. Blake wrote it best. The eye that alters, alters all. Let's put it to you that way. If you read William Blake, the eye that alters, alters all. But I don't want to get too esoteric and, and make you think I'm trying to be, uh, you know, highbrow with you. God forbid I should try to be highbrow in a world of lowbrow. In a world of the eyebrow, I don't want to be highbrow. 
I just want to be my brow, your brow, his brow, this brow, hey brow. So I have an article here that surprised the world's oldest mummies are not in Egypt. They are on the Supreme Court or in Congress. It's an article apparently about the Chincharo people from Chile who predate the Egyptians, but I'm pretty sure that the oldest mummies can be found either on the Supreme Court or in Congress, because if you look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who I have not seen functioning for quite a while uh, right now, I'm pretty sure that the, the rumors that she is defecating through a prune box with a pinhole in it may or may not be true. I'm pretty sure of it that they are using a prune box because this woman has not been seen. She's not been seen. Where is she? She's not been seen or heard, yet that she's on the Supreme Court to prevent Trump from appointing another one. This is why they held it back, the news about, uh, about the mummy, the mummy named Ginsburg. And the reason they held it back is they figured they'd have him impeached now, they'd have him on the ropes. I'm not going to do the bar, 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 bar. But they figured they'd have him gone by now, retired, resigned, in prison. But he, he hung in there, so now they don't know what to do. They're going to have to. They're going to have to tell us finally that it's true that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been mummified for over four months now. Uh, and they're going to have to bring out a prune box and open it up with a pinhole in it so we can look in with a special pin camera and see her inside the prune box. But we do just say all these things in jest. We wish that lovely old communist the best. We hope that she has a speedy recovery, although I do not know how you recover from being a mummy. I, I haven't figured that one out yet. I think that's something medical science has not yet figured out. I don't think it can be done. I, I don't know. Can you take a mummy and breathe life back into it? I don't know. We'll have to look into that and see if they could do that in the next 7,000 years while they're holding that vacant seat on the Supreme Court to prevent Donald Trump from barring it. <laughs> I work in the world's bar again. <laughs> The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>